As part of our Sounds from the Trail podcast series, Wilderness caught up with professional skier Chris Davenport on his recent trip to New Zealand. Hailing from Colorado, he's best known for his ski touring career. Davenport has climbed and then skied off 100 of Colorado's highest peaks, all above 4,000 meters. But in addition to his career as a full-time skier, he's married and he has three sons. And as to be expected, shifting between his roles as pro skier, husband, and father can be tricky sometimes. So we asked him, how does he keep it all together? The bottom line is balance. It's all about having time for my family, time for the kids, being the best parent I can be, but also paying very close attention to my job and my career and my own brand and my own business. Um, Sometimes I feel like I'm not doing one or the other particularly well. I always, I don't know, I just always have this feeling like, oh, I need to be better at parenting or better at husband, being a husband or better at being a skier. But it's a lot. So I don't know. I, I, sometimes I feel like I spread myself too thin and then I come back from a trip and just dive full into being a really good parent. Um, so I don't know. It somehow works. I, I always like to give my wife all the credit because like, I wouldn't be able to do what I do and I wouldn't have the family that I have if it wasn't for her. Like, behind every successful person, there's another really dedicated person, man or woman, right? I think, it, in my case, it's my wife, and she's just so dedicated to supporting me in my career and raising the family and kind of running the home business. Um, without that, yeah, I'd be single guy, just, I don't know, selfish, and <laughs> it would be difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're totally right. So, And what would your advice be for families who maybe want to strive to have a better balance of work and play and and getting kids outside. Yeah. I think every family is different. I mean, every family has, I guess, different expectations. Every person um, has a different tolerance for, for things. I don't know. I I think life's, I mean, it's the whole, it's the cliche life short, have fun. You know, you gotta, you gotta do as much as possible, live every day. Like it's your last almost live it to the fullest and kind of, um, follow your passions that's it and share them with your kids get outside as much as possible it's so easy to nowadays there's so many distractions in life with the internet and devices and just I don't know things that when we were, were kids you didn't have and we were outside all the time and so I think that's really really important to continue to maintain that connection to nature and and inspire kids to be outside because ultimately that's where that's where they'll find their passion I think is in, in nature rather than behind a desk or a computer or something like that were your kids always pretty gung-ho about going outside and trying all the adventures? Yeah, I mean, they wanted? were, but they're they're typical kids. So, like, they're also um, easily distracted by video games and and movies and iPads and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely outdoorsy kids and little athletes and enjoy doing all those sports. But at the same time, if you wake up in the morning, you know, put the xbox on or something they'll they'll play it like you know you have to like say hey guys turn that off let's go um so i think that's pretty typical of people these days and so other families who might have similar problems getting their kids away from xyz you know screens or yeah. computers or whatever what what would you say to those families to help inspire their kids to go outside well i think it's up to us as parents to create goals and challenges for our kids like say hey yeah we're gonna go skiing as a family or we're gonna go camping or we're gonna go on this hike or we're going on this bike ride and once we do that sure you can go you can have some time in front of the tv or whatever it is that they want to do but the, there's a balance there as well and so if you don't create the 
opportunity for them to go outside and enjoy it and and you just say oh you got to go do it yourself well they probably won't so i think it's just coming up with like neat goals um challenges for them to go do like uh my eight-year-old um a couple years ago he was like not that into hiking and like going out in the mountains and like that's something that we all did as a family so i created this 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 like hiking chart for him which was like 20 mountains around aspen easy ones and harder ones and it's like each one each one he checked off he got like an hour in front of a device or something like that i don't remember exactly what it was but then he got super motivated and then it became not about getting that check mark again the hour in front of the device it became just finishing the list which is funny because like that's sort of how I operate as an athlete is I love setting goals for myself because it gives me something to focus on and something to plan around. And so that had like unintended consequences of actually getting him really, well, it was intended, but getting him really stoked on the, on being out in the mountains. And now he's like so, totally into it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great idea. And so tell me how old you're. So my about? kids are 15, 13, and eight, three boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Do they have a ton of energy? They, yeah, they, I, yeah, they have a ton of energy, but they're not like, um, I don't know. They're not crazy like yeah. that way. They're uh, busy for sure. Probably they're highly scheduled. They're always, they're at ski camps or or bike camps or you know doing school stuff. My oldest son goes to school in New Hampshire on the East Coast at a ski academy. They're all ski racing. A lot of independence. The kids have traveled all over the world. Um, my oldest son's been coaching at my ski camp in Chile for well, he's been down there nine years. I think he's been coaching for four, which is awesome. And uh, he's been skiing in Italy and Japan, and the other the other kids have been all over. It's been really fun journeying around the world with them. Yeah, that's yeah. so great that they share this sport with you. Yeah, I'm sure that, that means a lot to you. And it's I, I think it, it means a ton to me. And it's not even just sharing the sport; it's just a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of kind of like go anywhere, do anything, like um, embrace opportunity when it comes. Um, I've always been like kind of like a yes guy like I say yes to like everything Mark calls me up you know come to New Zealand to the film festival yes sure sounds good you know and, and the kids are the same way like they get a lot of opportunities you know from some some ski camp opportunity or whether it's going hiking or climbing with a friend or something they're always like yeah let's do it always go do it you'll never regret it there's another good quote that just comes to mind I'll see if I can remember what it was um, it was Mark Twain another writer and he said something uh along the lines of 20 years from now, you won't regret what you did. You'll just regret what you didn't do. Do you know that? I do know that one. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. But it's hard for us to have that, that, um, that vision, right? Like, yeah. well, yeah, if I don't do that now, it's like instant gratification. We all think about like, what's going to gratify me right now, today. But in the end of the day, we look, we're going to look back on our lives and think about all the things we did. We don't want to think about all the stuff we didn't do. Yeah. On that topic of risk, how do you, I mean, that's a big thing for families and introducing their mm -hmm. children to activities that might be risky. Yeah. I mean, skiing is obviously on that list. So Definitely. how do you manage the risk aspect of parenting and being a, an adventurist yourself? Yeah, so I, I'm basically a professional risk manager. That's the way I think of my career. I'm always kind of in risky situations, whether it's just myself and partners skiing, climbing, or if it's uh, guiding and thinking about clients and their safety. And so and I basically pass that mentality along to my kids. And so from a young age when they're skiing, I always talk to them about like, hey, listen, yeah, you can go ski that, but if you make a mistake, what's gonna happen? And I make them think about, okay, well, what, what am I gonna hit? What's down there? What's the worst that could happen? And from an early age with all of my kids, I kind of started talking to them so that they would understand um, what risk really was, what consequences, and um, that you have to kind of 
think about that while you're out doing these sports, biking, skiing, hiking, whatever, whatever it might be. Um, and by putting, by, by including them in, in my ski camps and like guiding and having them kind of tail me. And I think they've picked up a lot on that. And, and, uh, they're pretty good now at understanding like what can go wrong. Um, you know, of course, sports are risky, mountains are risky, but I really worry more about the more of the social things like drinking and driving or drugs or sex or, you know, typical teenage stuff. And you're like, but I think that they've learned lessons from the outdoors that they will take into their kind of everyday lives and understand like, gosh, if I do this with this person, not only am I going to get in big trouble, but somebody might get hurt or things like that. Um, so yeah, I think they've got good heads on their shoulders and they understand right and wrong and they understand risk. And, uh, I didn't have that luxury as much as a kid. I, my parents were kind of more hands-off, just like, go do it. Don't tell us what you're doing. And, and I sort of learned by trial and error, made, made plenty of mistakes and learned from them. Um, in fact, you know, humans don't tend to learn much from when we, when we do things right. We just learn from when we do things wrong. You know, it's like a little uh, a two-year-old walking over and touching the wood stove. and Oh, that's hot. Okay, I'm not going to do that again, right? You learn from a mistake. And um, my kids are pretty good at picking up on that. Yeah, seeing mistakes as learning situations. Yeah. And, and yeah, knowing what to do next time. Yeah, but not being afraid to, like, fail. I think that's another thing I've tried to teach them is, is uh, life is, especially like sports like skiing, it's a lot about failure when you're a competitor. Um, you fail often and frequently and spectacularly, and, and then when you succeed, hopefully it's spectacular also, but there's usually a lot more failure, and you learn more about yourself through those failures than maybe the successes. What are some of the like key skills that you teach your kids mm -hmm. when you're outside? The first thing that comes to mind when I'm thinking about what I what I teach my my kids in the outdoors is is to kind of open their senses to everything that's going on around them, like to be really aware. Uh, I call it mountain sense, but um, going out there, standing on you know maybe you get off the chairlift and you, on top of a mountain, you take a minute and you look around, you smell the air, you feel the wind, you look at the wind direction, you kind of just pay attention to what nature is doing around you and and be really um, aware of it at all times. I think that's like because if you don't, you, you'll miss a lot of things, and it, it speaks to this um, concept of fluency, which is like being fluent in the mountains means being really aware of what's going on around you. Uh, and it's the same with languages. Like if I go to China, I don't speak Mandarin, so I'd be like totally lost. I wouldn't be aware of what people were saying or what's going on because I just am not fluent in that. But um, so that's the first thing is like, yeah, that lesson of being being aware, opening all of every pore in your body to like what's happening around you. And it's not just out in the mountains, but in everyday life, you know, walking around a city, just being very conscious of like what's happening. I think that's then you're present. You're like very present in life. And then I think the next thing would be the, just the idea of like finding challenge, like always being willing to challenge yourself, um, whether it's in sports or in school or, um, and it goes back to not being afraid to fail. I mean, you're, if you're afraid to fail, you're afraid to get a bad grade or you're afraid to fall, then you're not gonna take that risk. You're not gonna challenge yourself and you're not gonna improve or get better or um, find out what you can do. And so, yeah, the idea, the idea that every ski run that they take every dry land training session that they go through, they should find some kind of challenge. And at the end of the day, this is really the third thing, kind of debrief your day. Like, what did you learn every day? Um, it was actually interesting. I was listening to uh, the young ski racing phenom, Michaela Schifrin, who's a Olympic gold medalist and just like the greatest ski, female ski racer of all time, basically, besides maybe Lindsey Vonn, like, and she's 21. 
and she's like, she said something like, every day at the end of the day, I sit down and think about what I did right and what I did wrong and try to learn a lesson from that day. And uh, I, don't, I, I think if you're on that hamster wheel of life, you don't do that. It's only when you're off and you're very present in your own life that you can then take that moment and at the end of each day and think about what you learned. So I try to have them reflect on each day. And sometimes I have to remind them. And some, sometimes I'll ask them, like, what did you guys learn today? Have you thought about it yet? And they're like, oh, no. Um, okay, what did we learn? They kind of go through it. Yeah. Or maybe we'll talk about it at the dinner table or something like that. But that, that's, that's kind of cool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I really like that about um, being present because I think, I think especially for athletes, you know, when you're skiing, you have to be present every second that you're yes. sliding down the mountain. So, be. yeah, so it's an automatic sort of um, awareness that they're learning through the sport, yeah. which is, I think, really powerful in itself. That automatic awareness is oftentimes called flow state, which is that's this sense of flow where everything in your mind is just, in, in your body is kind of firing on all cylinders and you're completely focused and there's nothing else happening in your mind except what that activity or action is at that exact moment. And um, you're just, you're much more efficient and much more, uh, you get more done when you're flowing. And, and that's for me, like when I'm in the mountains, People are like, oh, that's really risky. You know, do you, you must think about your, your wife and kids before you drop in. I'm like, absolutely not. It's like the last thing on my mind. The only thing I'm thinking about is what, you know, what if I do this right? What if I do this wrong? What are my, what are my um, options here? I'm just in flow. I'm not thinking about anything else. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. absolutely. You have to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's a requirement But, but people safe. assume that you're just, that you've got to be, I don't know. I don't know why people assume that you're always thinking about your family when things get really difficult and challenging. It's just n- never, it's never like that. It's only after the fact that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to share, share that story with them. Yeah. And I think the more, the more you do it, the more accustomed you become to that sense of that focus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, if you're not out there doing it all the time, it's very hard to put yourself in my shoes or your shoes. But this, this is what I do for a living. So I, I kind of know how to, it almost happens automatically, you know, without me having to like go, okay, time to get into flow state. It's just like, it's just, it happens. For Wilderness Magazine's Sounds from the Trail podcast, I'm Megan Walker. 